G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend, the long weekend indeed, of Saturday, March 11, 2023. I'm John Barker, joining me as usual, Joel Marshall and Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, new market day, it's one of the great races on the calendar and we had a 100 to 1 winner last year, the longest uh, priced winner in 149 years of the race. 150th anniversary this year. Hopefully not uh, for us punters, unless we're very lucky. Hopefully not a 100-to-1 winner this year, but it is a fairly wide-open affair. Yeah, indeed, Bucks. It's uh, shaping up to be a real cracking new market, I reckon, because um, we've got a couple of very, very smart horses up towards the top of the weights and and some real emerging um, talent down towards the bottom. So there's a, a decent spread, 7.5-kilo uh, spread in the weights, and... Yeah, I guess the market's sort of leaning to sort of two ways, in secret or I wish I win, both coming off defeats, but both horses pretty good in those defeats. Of course, I wish I win was outstanding in the lightning and in secret coming off her beaten favourite run in the surround, but proven down the straight, of course, with her group one win in the Coolmore in the spring. But I reckon you can make a case, a strong winning case for at least four or five others. Meanwhile, in Sydney, it's Group 1 action as well with Coolmore Classic Day and also last roll of the dice for uh, two-year-olds looking to crack the field for next week's Golden Slipper. Can you uh, see anything in the Pago Pago or the Magic Ninth that's going to do much damage seven days later? Yeah, well, I guess it's going to be interesting. Um, Possibly the Magic Knight because you've got a horse like Steel City who was very well supported in the Blue Diamond and spent most of the straight on the bridle unable to get clear. So if she came out and win, you could, I guess, you know, there'd be a strong case to be made for her to show up in the slipper. And and the other filly's probably Blanc de Blanc because she's been not far away from some of the smarter fillies around, including learning to fly. Uh, So if she was able to sneak in, obviously she's trying to bank enough prize money with, um, with the bulk of her prize money coming from that English nursery placing which didn't uh, doesn't count towards the slipper order of entry so they're probably the two out of the magic night in terms of the pago pago yeah I, i'm not sure if any of those horses can come out and be a threat in the slipper in a week's time but perhaps shinzo he's sort of been spoken about a little bit in slipper conversations from the wally yard but he'd need to uh, win and win well i would have thought all right. Well, while we uh, wait for Dan to join us, he too might have been a bit sceptical about whether I could uh, actually get my act together in time to uh, start the podcast when I said I was going to. But uh, we're uh, pretty keen to get through it because uh, there's a big afternoon of cricket uh, coming up for uh, those who are lucky enough to be able to watch it. Um, so while we wait for Dan, we'll just start with the black type races at Flemington. And we start with, uh, it's uh, the former Super Saturday. Uh, I guess you know, it used to be, uh, I think there used to be three Group 1 races, didn't there? So it's not quite Super Saturday anymore with the Guineas having moved to the Saturday before and the Australian Cup a couple of weeks later. But it certainly stretches out the uh, Autumn Carnival and gives those uh, All-Star Mile, anyone who's unlucky in the All-Star Mile, a chance to uh, have a go in the Australian Cup a week later. But enough of my yak. And race three is the TAB CUNY Stakes. 1,600-metre group two set weights for three-year-old fillies. Joel? Yeah, and we've got... We had a few dual acceptors, plenty of dual acceptors across a few meetings over the weekend. But we can tell you that Wolverine and Pavitra are out of this race. So I did originally have Wolverine on top. Uh, so that's left me with number six, Ra Zeta. I was sort of banking on the Sydney form. And I reckon she can be a sharp improver here. She won third up in the spring uh, at Flemington during Melbourne Cup week, coming off a, a luckless and a pretty good run in the Reginald Allen. Now, she's come back with two runs against the elite fillies in Sydney and look, beaten a touch over two lengths in the light fingers and a touch over three lengths in the surround. So she needs to improve a little bit, but I think dropping in class she can certainly take that next step and, and show a sharp improvement on Saturday. I'll also be having something on number seven, Papillon Club, who I have been with this prep. I thought her run in the vanity was full of determination. She was wide no cover and stuck on very well. I think she can turn the tables on the vanity winner, Wallenby, who's certainly in the mix. But I've got one revolutionary miss in for third. 
obviously she's the other Sydney filly. She's been beating Rosetta home, so she's probably going to be more well found by the market. She's just won one from 11. I guess that's the little knock I've got on her, but she has been you know, sort of tackling the strongest races right the way through. And for fourth, I'm going to throw in number nine, Eternal Flame. Thought she was pretty good late in the Armanasco. Didn't have a lot of luck and the race shape didn't really suit, but she's really going to appreciate getting to Flemington uh, up in trip. But I've got six on top of seven, one and nine. I'm pretty keen on the one, Revolutionary Miss. Um, Texas race, third up. She was really good in the surrounds. She, you know, was warming up late, getting really in the line nicely at the end of 1,400 metres. I think this rise in trip will suit. Of course, she's a group one place getter over the mile. It'll be on heavy ground, but look, she has got her win. And three of her placings have come on dry, on dry ground. So she handles all going. I think she's ticking along nicely this prep. And back in grade, um, with form around the Melbourne way going, I think she'll be hard to beat the Revolutionary Miss. She's on top. I also give a chance to the nine Eternal Flame at bigger odds. Um, look, a back marker will need a bit to go right, but the Packenham win sec, uh, two back was excellent um, and didn't have a whole lot of luck in the Armanasco stepping up from maiden grade to a group two last start. Not an easy thing to do, but she sort of acquitted herself well with that much luck. In for third, I've got the three Shuffle Dance, obviously uh, racing really well this preparation and with another informed one in for fourth, Wallen by one nine three five. Fun fact about the CUNY is that the Saddlecloths 1 to 3 have provided six of the past seven winners. Not all that surprising, I guess, when it's a set weights affair and the uh, highest rated ones are up the top. And uh, I am with Dan with the uh, highest rater and number one Saddlecloth. That's Revolutionary Miss to beat Wollombi, Shuffle Dancer and Eternal Flame. So that is one, five, three, and nine. Race four at Flemington on Saturday is the MSS Security Sires Produce Stakes, 1,400 metre, group two, set weights for two-year-olds, Joel. Yeah, I'm leading to the Sydney form again. I've got three Ganbear on top. Uh, good win on debut at Canberra, then stepped up in class from wider barriers and was ridden cold in both the English Millennium and the Skyline, and he was doing his best work late on both occasions. I expect up to 1,400 he'll be put on speed here, and he's sort of looked a 1,400-metre horse from day one. So got him on top of the filly, number 13, Porter Rossa from the Annabelle Nisham Yard. Hit the line hard in a trial, and then she did that again on debut in the Lonro over 1,000. Settled a bit closer in the Sweet Embrace. They sort of used her a little bit from gate one. Didn't quite finish off, but I expect 1,400 off a colder ride to suit. 11, Dubonenko had flashing lights on her in the Blue Diamond. That was a huge run for a 100-to-1 shot. Was held up and then flew late. You make a case she should have been right in the finish. And a huge odds. I'm going to throw number 10, Flyball, in for fourth. Comes through the same pack and a maiden that Yaki Ishii came through last year and ran a really good race at cricket score odds. And I reckon this bloke can do similar. He hit the line well, he draws better, and he gets Jamie Carr up to 1,400. So I reckon at 100 to 1, he might be worth a dollar. But three on top from 13, 11, and 10. I am with the six on top, freak of nature. One start, one win. It was Sandown Hillside over 1,300 metres, and he had a nice run in transit, but loved how strong he was at the end of the race, indicating the uh, the rise in triple suit. Three weeks between runs, but he's since had a jump out at Mornington, and that jump out was really impressive to the eye, uh, winning there. We'll need a little bit of luck from that uh, tricky gate, barrier 12, but um, it's a promising type in 1,400 metres, as I said. I think will really suit him at this stage. So six on top. I've got the four in next, Tom Kitten. Uh, I was sort of with him on debut down the straight at 1,100 metres off the back of a good jump out. Led them up. It was a little bit weak late. It did run some pretty... Sharp types there, then quickly up to 1,300 metres um, and won a Warwick Farm Maiden quite well, despite not having a whole heap of luck. I think third up, uh, Blake Sheen taking the ride, uh, up to 400 metres, a few ticks there. Got the seven in next, V8, obviously, very dominant win at Packenham on debut. Um, looks, looks, obviously, looks like 1,400 metres will suit him as well. And in for thir- uh, fourth, I've got the three Gambare. Six four seven three. Well, uh, even though this is a set weights race as well, uh, contrasting fun fact in the sires in the ten of the past fifteen winners have carried saddlecloth six or higher. Of course, that could mean that they're a highly rated filly, 
or it could mean that they're one of the lower-rated Colts. And uh, Dan is with number six in Freak of Nature, and I am with number seven, V8, from six, Freak of Nature. And then a Philly, Dobonenko, and then the forgotten Tasmanian, the Spirit of Zero, seven, six, 11, and two for race four. Across to race five, it is the Matron Stakes, 1,600 metres for Mares, Group 3. Set weights and penalties, plenty of fun facts about this. No winner since Umber in 2006 has jumped from a double-figure barrier. Well, that is only bad news at this stage for Barb Raider because there's, uh, there were 11 acceptors. Torrigine is out, and uh, so Barb Raider Jumping from 10, if there's another scratching, no problem for anyone. Nine of the past 15 matron stakes winners have carried Saddlecloth eight or higher, which is So You See, Forbidden City, No Secret, and Pharaoh's Reign. 12 of the past 14 winners have jumped from barrier five or inside. Cyrileo, Miss, No Secret, Elusive Express, So You See, and El Patroness. And that is the end of my matron stakes facts. Joel... You very much fancy one of these, and it's one of the uh, it's the one I mentioned with the wide gate. Yeah, I'm with Barb Raider. Um, thought she was okay first up in the mannerism. They had missed a trial, I think, or a jump out leading in. Um, she sat outside the leader, sort of developed into a real sprint home, and, and she probably just lacked that turn of foot. But she stuck on pretty well. She wasn't beaten far in the small field. I expect her to come on a lot from that. She's got a good record here at Flemington, three from four. She can overcome the wide gate. She's got that bit of um, sort of tactical speed about her. And I think it'll either be her or Exolita that wins the race. But I'm keen on Barb Raider. Exolita was outstanding second up. Uh, blew the start with the blinkers back on and then charged home in the third behind Anna Visto. Uh, they had the Cornwall Classic as an option, but drew wide and scratched and saved for this. She's going to be... Tough to beat. Six Elusive Express might be an improvement with the blinkers on first time. She was okay in that race behind Exolita and wasn't too far off her. And in for fourth, I have got number eight, So You See. Stepping up in class, but uh, not a bad win at Flemington last start. Three on top from four, six and eight. I'm with Exolita on top. Thought she was excellent in uh, last start, the group three race. After blowing the start, really, she got a long way back, a long much further back than she normally does in her races. Um, I think going well, it's prep stable, clearly flying. In for second, I've got the a three barb raider. We just needed that run fresh. We'll see there. Wasn't beaten far in the small field, but we know she's going to improve up in trip. Two inspirational girl. Uh, obviously second to Mr. Brightside. This is second and first up last time in, but she's got a very good record at the mile. And in for fourth, I have the 10. No secret. It's a big step up in grade for her, but her... Uh, Two wins at Mooney Valley last prep. Uh, sorry, last uh, two previous starts at Mooney Valley were quite dominant. Uh, the runner-up, the most recent one's come out and uh, flogged her rivals next start. So, rising grade, but I think she might be up to it. Four, three, two, and ten. On with one that has not been mentioned, the consistent Forbidden City to beat Barb Raider, Exolita, and So You See. Um... That is nine, three, four, and eight. We head across to the big one, race seven, Yulong Stud, New Market Handicap, 1,200 metres. Group one, as Joel mentioned, there's a seven and a half kilo spread between Private Eye with 58, number 16, three year old Buenos Noches with 50 and a half. It's worth 1.5 million. Fun facts about the New Market Red Kirk Warriors, the only horse since. Uh, Polycrates in, or Polycrates in, uh, it'll be Polycrates actually, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was always, there was a gag about, yeah, yeah, I know all the Greek philosophers, so crates, so focals. Um, anyway, so that was a hundred years between drinks for a first up winner. It's now six years later, and Private Eye, Mizzou, and Front Page are all looking to do that. Three year olds have won 11 of the past 25, and there's a few decent chances among those. This year as well, 13 of the past 15 winners have come off a top seven finish, which is, I suppose, is really not uh, um, not knocking many off uh, in the Lightning Stakes or the Oakley Plate. But if you said that they came off a top seven finish in a group one, that would make it 14 of the past 15. The only exception, of course, was the first up Red Kirk Warrior. Joel, what did you like? 
Yeah, I'm with 16 Vinus Notches. I tipped him in the Lightning and I saw enough to stick with him. Um, didn't get a collect that day, but I thought he was very good. He just didn't quicken at the 300 when the others did, but loved his last sort of 75 metres. I thought he was very strong through the line. Uh, 1,200 ideal, was third to in secret in the Coolmore, and yeah, you're getting sort of three times as, as big a price. And I reckon he has taken the next step. He's been back to Sydney, trialled outstandingly. Uh, ben Thompson in Group 1 winning form recently, so I'm happy to be with Buenos Notches. I'll be having something as well on old favourite Marzu. A tough race to win, as you touched on, Barks, first up. Uh, but he is a very good horse, and I just expect him to keep improving this prep. I thought he had a very good spring without winning, and he's gotten out to $16, so he's very easy to have a saver on. Three, I wish I win, cracking run in the Lightning. You'd have to think 1,200 is just going to be even more suitable for him. And I've thrown Bella Nipotina in for fourth. I thought her Lightning run was very good, considering she is uh, probably better at 1,200 metres. 16 from two, three, and six. Yeah, super tough. I'll have a, be having a few bets in this race, I think. Uh, look, in secret's the main bet. She's obviously such a classy three-year-old. Good record in the race, 51 and a half kilos, and arguably should have been a Group 1 winner. Again, last start. We saw a win in the Coolmore Stud. Stakes down the straight. It was outstanding. Um, this is obviously a tougher task against the older horses, but she's come back just as, just as well this time in, if not better. In for second, I have the one private eye, and eight bucks about, um, you know, a horse that's proven down the straight. Speed the Newmarket winning rocking horse and the Gill guy last preparation. He goes really well fresh. It's obviously a tough race, so a few of these will be overs. He's one of them. September runs another one who's over the odds for a fleeting moment there. She looked like she'd win the Lightning. Um, just sort of peed on her run late, but it was a really good return. A thousand meters, generally short of her best, um, but. She can improve up in trip, and she goes around big odds again. And in for fourth, you've got to put Marzu in at that silly price. Of course, is first up here, but outstanding record. Um, and uh, first go down straight, obviously a bit of a query, but um, yeah, it's too classy to leave out, especially at that price. 15, 1, 7, and 2. In secret for me, too, to beat Lofty Strike, I Wish I Win, and Private Eye, 15, 9, 3, and 1. Last of the black type races, at Flemington on Saturday is race eight. Furphy Shaftesbury Avenue handicap, 1,400 metre group three. Joel? Yeah, I don't have a stack of confidence for this race and I could well change my idea on race, uh, change my mind on race day. But I've lent to number 14, Life Lessons. Uh, she resumes from a spell. I'm just hoping that she can take yet another step forward. She's only lightly raced. She's built a good record. She won a, a benchmark 70 and a 78. Uh, some good form to come out of that mare's 78. And then they stepped her up in class. It was only a small field, but in the Lord Stakes. And I thought she went pretty good behind Nugget. So if she's taken any more improvements since that break, and I don't see why she wouldn't have, I think she can measure up to a race like this. 12, Savannah Cloud, very consistent. Gets some weight relief down to 54. He can put himself close to the speed and, and run you an honest race. Uh, one, Scalapini, carried the 60 kilos quite comfortably last time out. Jumping from a wide gate and being well-rated in front, no reason why he wouldn't be able to repeat the dose here. And I've thrown Ayrton in for fourth. I think he's a touch short, but he's a good horse. And, of course, it took... Uh, I wish I win to beat him first up last prep. So he's certainly going to have plenty of admirers. Vizanari's probably the other one that I, I could almost have put in my four. But 14, 12, 1 and 4. The nine, not an option, is a bit of a forgotten horse. Uh, 23 to 1, I think it's a big price about him. He was outstanding. The Elms handicap last start, he was he drew 15 of 15, so ended up last and was a long way off him on the turn. All right, final 600, final 400, both the race quickest and the quickest of the day. And he was uh, a real eye catcher running into fourth there behind Scalapini. He has shown in the past he can settle uh, closer. You know, a lot of the times he was sort of in the back half of the field, but he's drawn barrier one here. Um, he can settle sort of midfield. Get a cosy run in transit and with luck in running, um, be really charging to the line again here. Third up, he was a thousand up to 1400 meters uh, last start, so quite the step up in trip. And yes, as I said, he was, a, he, was a, he was an excellent run, so not an option. I think he's uh, well over the odds in this number nine. I've got the four in next Ayrton, that standing fresh horse, beat all bar. I wish I win when first up last time in. 
the form around him obviously really good and he has jumped out well 14 life lessons in fourth um, to get a bit of a picket fence last preparation then ran well behind nuggets at her most recent start she's still got an improvement to come and i've got the one the tough scalopini in for fourth nine four fourteen one yeah Price and Kent Stable have got a big team in here, and I'm with two of those that are first. Well, they're all first up, actually, uh, all four of them. And I'm with two of them, Ayrton and Visionari. Got Biometric in for third. Doesn't win often, but uh, Honest Beast and Scolopini. So four, eight, 11, one. Yeah, and I'd, I'd, I'd say I'd be just the wide gate and the, the step up in uh, class was put me off life lessons, but I will be including life lessons in my quaddy. That takes care of the black tight at Flemington on Saturday. Uh, my Our specials now, I haven't uh, mentioned either of mine. My best is um, Is It Me? The unbeaten Is It Me resuming for Daniel Bowman in the last. That's race nine. Number 11 and my value bet, race six. Number three, the Melbourne Cup winner, Vow and Declare. Also doesn't win out of turn, but uh, not a bad effort first up. Staying uh, at this distance, this Australian Cup prelude, in fact, dropping back 100 metres from 2,100 to 2,000, but just just uh, getting into uh, the set weights and meeting. Uh, so right you are is probably favourite for this and vow and declare makes him, I think, four and a half kilos better, which is a decent chunk. So my value bet, race six, number three, Vow and Declare. Joel, your best was race five, number three, Barb Raider. Value bet, race seven, number 16, Buenos Noches. And Dan's best was race three, number one, Revolutionary Miss. And we just heard about his value bet, race eight, number nine, Not an Option, Rose Hill Gardens, the venue for Sydney Racing on Saturday. Another cracking program. And the black type starts in race two, and it's one of those races we were talking about before, the uh, last gasp for some of the two-year-olds to get into the Golden Slipper. Dali, Pago, Pago stakes, 1,200-metre, group three, set weights, two-year-old Colts and Geldings. Joel? Yeah, I've gone with number two, Mahaba. Uh, first run for Graham Begg in the Talendur. It was well-backed and won well. There's been three winners come out of that race since. So strong enough form and gets the inform Mick D. So I've got him on top. I'll be having something on Godzilla as well. Just if he gets the speed on and they overdo it up front, he'll be running over the top of them. It was a very good run on debut in the McLaughlin. He's trialled uh, quite well since. A similar similar style to his debut, getting back running on. Uh, for Shinzo, the horse I mentioned before, he's had two runs, two placings. They've both been good efforts, uh, probably in the wrong part of the track in the skyline last time out. Uh, he's certainly in the mix, and I've got number one, Zulfikar, coming back from the Blue Diamond, or he had a wide gate and not much luck. Wouldn't be a shock to see him improve. Two from eight, four, and one. Um, with Godzilla on top, um, thought his run in Brisbane late last year on Christmas Eve in the McLaughlin, the Group 3 race was uh, was very good. She had to get a long way back from that wide draw, but powered to the line. It was a really good debut. Put away since then. He was a long way back in a Randwick trial. So sort of leaders got right ahead and uh, raced away. But um, his work late along the inside was uh, was nice running in, running in the line strongly there. Good trial. Um, open race this, but I thought he was a touch of overs. So he's on top for me, the eight. Four in next Shinzo. Not much luck last start in the skyline. Um, ran well behind a couple of good ones in the Canterbury prior to that. In for third, I have the one Zolfakar. Obviously, first go in Sydney, but form in Melbourne has been good, beating a smart one at VC first up, wide in the Blue Diamond. Ran pretty well, though. Wasn't beaten too far. And in for fourth, I have the two, Mahaba. Eight, four, one, two. Fun fact about the Pago. Pago saddlecloths one and two have provided the past seven winners. So that's Zulfikar and Mahaba this year. Across to race four, which is the Phillies... Division. It is the Trace MA Magic Knight Stakes, 1200 metres. Group three set weights, two year old Phillies. Joel. I'm with number nine, August Bloom. I thought she had a bit of a chance last time out. She went out at huge odds and flew home for fourth. It was a terrific run in the Sweet Embrace. 
she's going to be getting back again from a wide gate, so she's going to need some pace on and a bit of luck. But I thought she was worth an each-way play from six Steel City, a filly we touched on earlier, beaten by Red Resistance and learning to fly first two starts. Hence, she was pretty well found in the Blue Diamond, but we never really got to see what she had under the bonnet because she didn't get much room. So you can ignore the 12th, and I'm sure she's going to be uh, right in the mix here. One Blanc de Blanc, uh, the other filly we spoke about, she's drawn another wide gate. She's having no luck with the barrier draws, but she has proven that she can sit wide and tough it out. So um, I think she'll be thereabouts again, and with a bit of luck, she can win. And I've thrown in the newcomer down to, down the bottom, number 16, Tis Invincible. I think they've accepted for the Black Opal as well on Sunday, but she has trialled very nicely related to Animo, and I wouldn't be shocked to see her put up a, a forward showing, and the market's kept her very safe. Nine from 6-1 and 16. I'm pretty keen on one here in the form of the six Steel City. As Joel touched on that, those two uh, Sydney runs at this track, the form around um, her has been really good in those and then just a top, really tough watch in the Blue Diamond. Just forgets you what around, really. And she can bounce back here. Inside draw should be up on the pace or thereabouts. And, uh, yeah, I think it'll be really hard to beat as she can get a crack at them this time. We've got the one in next, Blanc de Blanc. I think uh, ticking along nicely this preparation. Obviously contested two strong races. Uh, brave effort last start. She just needs to draw a gate, really. She hasn't drawn one here. She's drawn 13. But um, the two runs, first and second up, have been very good. And with a bit of luck, she'll be thereabouts. Nine, August Bloom, giving a chance as well. Of course, excellent ran. Um, far better than the market suggested in the sweet embrace. Yeah, it's a good form line. And in for fourth, I've got the three remedies. Um, beat all by Cafe Millennium first up. Um, wasn't far away from Little Bros in the Merson Cooper last prep. Went second up. 6193. Fun fact about the Magic Knights. Seven of the past 10 winners have jumped from barriers 8 to 11, which would be a fairly rough result if those barriers stay the same on Saturday. But um, it I guess it just means that a sort of mid to wideish gate is not necessarily a killer historically in this race. We're waiting for Joel to rejoin us. Dan, you'll just uh, have to carry us through for the time being on race five, which is the City Tattersalls Group Morris McCartan Stakes, eleven hundred metre Group Three Quality. What did you think, Dan? Yeah, Cannonball on top for me with fifty three kilos. Capitalist Colt who look the form. Random last prep whilst he did win a race, uh, was really good. Fourth in the vein stakes behind Giga Kick and then ran third behind Giga Kick and Buenos Notches in the Danehill down the straight. It's obviously very excellent form. The stable changed a plus for mine, Peter and Paul Snowden, um, one of the leading trainers in the country, and decent trial leading into this. So, down in the low weight, Cannonball, I think, is the one to beat. I've got the two in Nexafelric. Um, first up form, not flash, but if you look at his most recent fresh run, it was second to Eduardo in the Concord on a heavy track. He's got three wins on a dry track, so he handles all conditions. Um, uh, did win Rich Race at the end of last preparation at Kembla Grange, but look, I think whilst fresh record isn't great, I think this is one of the better races, uh, so easier races he's seen um, of late anyway. In for, thir- in for third, I got the five Clemenceau, obviously building a really nice record. He too, 53 kilos on his back. Goes well fresh and uh, an inform Zach Lloyd on board. And in for fourth, got the six, Kalino. Um, he's rock hard fit after three starts. Thought ran well behind Spacewalk. Last start with um, uh, with the 59.5 kilos. He plummets in weight for this. Nine, two, five and six. All right, I, I am back. Sorry, lads, they dropped out there. Uh, lovely NBN. Um, Clemenceau, I have on top here. He's built a terrific record. Uh, five wins, three seconds and a third. And I think he can go to the next step this time. He's been trialling really well. Down in the weights, I think it's just a, a lovely kickoff point for him. Nine cannonball. Not much better sprinting form around than uh, Giga Kick and Buenos Notches. He was third behind him in the Danehill. Interesting, I think he went up $23 last Saturday in a three-year-old race. And here he is against the older horses and he's... Four or five dollars. So interesting how the market can change within a week. Six Colinos had a freshen that'll keep him nice and uh, and fresh for the eleven hundred and seven quick tempo, uh, ridden to his usual per- pattern last start and he flashed home. Expect him to be running on hard again. Five nine six seven. Race six at Rosehill Gardens on Saturday is the Chandon Farlap Stakes. 
Group 2 set weights for three-year-olds over 1,500 metres. Phillies have won just 12 of the 50 runnings of this race, but seven of the past 11. Um, and I can also tell you that barriers five to nine have provided eight of the past nine winners. So, again, a mid to wide draw is uh, is no killer for the far lap. Joel, what did you like? Yeah, well, Chris Waller's been the big contributor to uh, the Philly success. Six of the last eight have been trained by him, and they've been Philly. So, uh, yeah, it make, makes you really want to hone in on Zugotcha and Madame Pomery. They've um, they've gone here with Zugotcha rather than the Coolmore Classic. I thought they may have gone for the Group One. Uh, she's going to be very hard to beat. I've lent to Madame Pomery just at, I think she's better value at six dollars. I thought her first up run was excellent in the Light Fingers, and then she got back. The speed sort of came out of the race, and she wanted to over race and get on heels and then when she was trying to run on in the straight she was in the worst part of the ground so i've lent her away but zoo gotcha is going to be very hard to beat uh i think cut on a dime is crazy odds you get 126 dollars if he handles the backup i think he can run really well i didn't think he was disgraced at all in the randwick guineas last week and bryce hayes quite conservative with his placement but he's gone into a group one off a maiden and now he's backing up here in a pretty hot race so I'm going to have a couple of dollars on him at big odds. And four awesome John. Should have won first up at Canterbury. This is a harder race, but he's a nice progressive type. Probably improve as he gets over a bit further. Eight on top from seven, five, and four. Yeah, I'm with Zugotcha on top. See the set weights, conditions of the race. She's well in the 54 and a half kilos, as is uh, Madden Pomery and, and Fireburn for that matter. But Zugotcha sort of the recent form has been excellent. Obviously, she's on three on the trot including the flight last um, prep and not far away, of course, in the surround and a blanket go last start. Um, good draw, maps for every, to get every chance. The one to beat, I've got Fireburn in next to six. Uh, didn't mind her run in the surround. She wasn't far off in secret in the light fingers prior to that. Um, I'm saying a 54 and a half kilos for this, perhaps giving her one more chance. Uh, 11 in next call die who was excellent in the Armanesco off a maiden win at Kensington first up um, tackled the Armanesco last start and, and she kept closing quite well and in for fourth I have the eight Madame Pomery seven six eleven eight first leg of the quaddy at Rose Hill on Saturday is race seven Furphy sky high stakes group three set weights and penalties over 2,000 meters and uh, Joel mentioned the, the many, many dual acceptors across this weekend, and unfortunately, one of them, Huetor, your top selection for both of you, in fact, is already out, as is indeed my page for Ruffy. Joel, what does that leave you with? It leaves me, Barks, with uh, the nine-year-old, Sunshine Rising, who's come back from Hong Kong and put in some pretty good runs since joining Mark Newnham. I thought the first up run in the festival was great. Had a task in the Ingham, barrier of 19, but wasn't beaten far. And then thought first up off a of fresher in the Carlion Cup the other day at Sandown. He was terrific behind pounding. 2,000 metres suits. He was within a half length of the Japanese gun win bright in the Group 1 Hong Kong Cup over this trip. It was back in 2019, but it was only five runs ago. So, you know, that, that was the query how he was going to sort of still show that zest for racing, um, but he's going well enough to suggest he can win a race in Oz. So he's on top for me from 15 King Frankel, who's definitely um, bound for better races. It was a strong, tough win in the Parramatta Cup first up. I think he can continue to climb through the grade. 16 protagonists, the import's got to be highly respected for James McDonald. And in for fourth, I'm going to include another of the imports, number nine, gear up who has trialled okay over the shorter trips, and I thought he could show up over this sort of distance fresh. 12, 15, 16, and 9. I'm with the four on top, no compromise. Um, of course, got that Group 1 win. Last prep in the Metrop. He seems to have come back even better this time around. His run first up over the mile was outstanding. He gave the winner, Banju, who's obviously up on the pace, um, eight and a half kilos, and obviously a much fitter horse. Um, but it was a very good effort running on into second there. He's a good Rose Hill horse. Three wins and three placings from seven starts here. 2,000 metres for this obviously will suit him, and um, I'm going to be with him for much of this preparation, I think, based on what he did first up. So four on top. I've got the 13 in next, Benno. Um, obviously contested the uh, the Chipping Norton and Wait for Age first up. 
and you know, 1,600 metres, probably not his go, but it was, a, it was an okay effort, second up 2,000 metres and back to 55 kilos. Um, sort of level, I think, is going to be a, a plus for him. In for third, I've got the 15 King Frankel, being obviously patiently handled this prep, got that listed win. First up, lovely run on the speed and the lightweight. Um, he's obviously progressing nicely. And in for fourth, I'm going to chuck in the 12, Sunshine Rising. 4, 13, 15, and then 12. The big one at Rose Hill Gardens on Saturday is race eight, second leg of the quaddy. Coolmore Classic, 1,500 metres. Group one quality for fillies and mares. Phillies won five of seven from 2003 to 2009, but none in the 13 years since. Saddlecloths two to eight have provided the past 13, past 13 winners. And... Uh, no mare over the age of six has ever won this race in its 50-year uh, history, and that is going to continue because uh, there's one six-year-old, or sorry, two six-year-olds, and uh, the rest are four, five, or indeed three. Joel, what have you settled on for the Coolmore Classic? Yeah, really good betting race, plenty of chances. Uh, I am with the three-year-old filly, and I'm with She's a Bell from the Peter and Paul Snowden Yard. I thought her first up run on the light fingers was quite good. They pressed forward, and she just was found wanting in the last 100 metres, but wasn't beaten far. And then in the surround, they decided to ride her negatively. So she was out the back last, had a task from there, but she ran really good late splits. I thought it was a, a really nice run. Just the perfect sort of pipe opener for this. Third up, down in weight. They can settle more forward from this barrier. And I reckon there'll be yeah, more, more early intent, and that will see her set up to run very well. Three Hope in Your Heart is a really good mare. First up winning the guy, Walter, was excellent. Uh, she can just continue to improve. I think she can run really well here and maybe go to a Doncaster and be very competitive. Uh, nine Ruthless Dame. Now, she was a filly I was with in the surround. Um, not quite over her getting rolled that day. She was wide, no cover, and, and very gutsy and just nosed out by Sunshine in Paris. Um, so, look, I'm going to be having something on her again. Uh, just thought that she just needed to improve a little bit, uh, but she has only had the four starts. So that, that was sort of my query, whether she was quite seasoned enough. Uh, two and a Visto in for fourth. Impressive win in uh, the Tressidy at Flemington first up. She's run well up in Sydney. She ran well in the Emancipation and the Queen of the Turf last prep. So I think the wide gate probably suits her. She can roll forward without sort of any hindrance early on but 10 on top for me from three nine and two yeah i'm with hope in your heart um she's so deserving of a group one win this mare very good return in the guy walter as joel touched on um and look last start last time at rose hill over this track and trip she was outstanding in a golden eagle just finishing outside the place getting obviously that's elite form i wish i win fangirl running one two that day um so i think she can Add the group one to a mantelpiece here. So the three. Nine, Ruthless Dame. Very good off a wide run in the surround. Obviously going to be a chance 52 and a half kilos on her back. 14, Espiona in for third. Um, obviously keen on her in the mannerism last start and put away the small field quite nicely there. It was a good return to winning form. Um, down on 51 kilos. We know how good she is when she's when she runs up to her best. And in for fourth, I've got the 10. She's a belter who... Um, as just earlier, got a spot in the All-Star Mile confirmed with Tuvalu coming out. Um, thinks she's a belter. Can uh, see a Group 1 winner in the JJ Atkins last last year. Um, can add another one here as well. Open, Very open race. 3, 9, 14 and 10. And last of the black type races at Rose Hill on Saturday is race 9. It is the Highland Race Colours Ajax Stakes 1500 metre Group 2 Quality, and uh, my only fun fact about this is a fairly useless one in that uh, um, no mare has won it since Sea Pictures all the way back in 1986. And uh, really, why would you run a mare in it? Because uh, there's the Coolmore on the same day. Um, Joel, you like uh, your best for the day comes up here. Yeah, I'm with number 12, Waterford. Uh, I think it's the race he needs to win to get into Doncaster so he can sneak in with the lightweight, get the golden ticket. I think he'll be ready to to run to his best on Saturday. Um, 
He looked an elite talent last prep, only winning in 78 grade. They were his three victories. And then he sort of in between those three victories over the 1500, he contested the Silver Eagle where he drew wide and the, the you know coming back to 1300 was against him. Look, a few people were disappointed with him first up. He was unplaced as a favourite, but I didn't think he was too bad. He wanted to lay in a little bit. Uh, he was down near the inside, probably the worst part of the track. And a few others that finished in front of him had better fitness than him, I would have thought. So he's been back to the trials. Brett Preble aboard. He's probably likely to make the weight in the Doncaster. So he gets to uh, get a feel for him here. And I, I think he'll win his way into that big race. I'm worried about number four, Sabark. I think he'll be hard to beat. He's hardly put a foot wrong since arriving in Australia. And I think he can take the next step. I thought he was very good. In the Liverpool City Cup, first up, the tempo didn't really suit, but he kept finding the line. And then a couple at odds, I'll be including in my exact as six, well while. Uh, he also wasn't suited by the tempo when he resumed with 59. He drops in weight. I expect him to run a much better race. And eight, Cepheus. Interesting runner. He had a long time off, sort of 18 months, and then joined the Matthew Dunn stable. And both his runs at Brisbane in Brisbane this time in have been very good. I'm just wary of uh, him lining up here when there's probably easier options. He was a close third to think it over in the Hill Stakes back in 2021. So he has got a touch of class. But I'm keen on Waterford. 12 from 4, 6 and 8. Yeah, with Waterford as well. Not much to add. Obviously very progressive. 3 for 3 at Rose Hill. Last preparation. And um, he can win second up like he did last time in. In for second also, I've got the 4, Sabark. Look good in the Group 3 first up. Um, to tie that form in with um, Waterford, both sort of finishing behind Think About It last start. Bandersnatch as well, third behind Think About It in the Liverpool Cup Group 3 level last start. Got a good, very good second up record, drawn nicely, and got the three in next Riadini. Uh, my number's 12413. That wraps up the black type at Rose Hill on Saturday. Joel's best race, nine, number 12, Waterford Value Bet Race 8, number 10, She's a Belter. And Dan's best earlier in the program, race four, number six, Steel City. And Value Bet in the other two-year-old race, race two, number eight, Godzilla. They are racing on the Parks track at Morfordville on Saturday, uh, leaving, the, uh, leaving the course proper for Monday's Adelaide Cup meeting. Uh, Dan, what did you find for us on the Parks track on Saturday? I'll be tipping Chicago Storm again as my best in race four. Um, number seven just looks so well placed. Again, this horse, he's building together a really nice record, um, taking through the grades, being well placed um, by the stable. And, yeah, I think third up here. It was a dominant win last start. Obviously up in grade for this, but won't have to improve too much, I wouldn't have thought, to be winning this. So race four, number seven. Lavalli comes up in race eight. I'm with the three eyes, never lie. Uh, solid enough first up, sort of looked in need of the run, but sort of held her ground behind Chicago Storm. There's obviously room to improve there. Second up record reads well, and uh, this is an easier race to what she saw last start. So race eight, number three, eyes never lie, the value. All righty, Joel, you didn't uh, worry about the Saturday meeting in Adelaide? No, nothing for me there, Bucks. All right, we head to Brisbane, and they are racing at Eagle Farm. Dan, what have you got for us there? Yeah, keen on Tenzing in the second event. Race two, number four, Tony Gollan, trained son of contributor, who uh, was, was solid enough first up at Doombin. It was an Australian debut, Phil McKeewee. Uh, will be obviously better for the run. Met a few that were match fit there, but it was a solid enough effort. Second up, 1,600 metres, I think he'll really improve. Um, it doesn't look much tougher of a race. James Orman takes the ride. He's got a pro quite a promising gelding, this, this horse, and uh, looks a nice nice price around $6. So race two, number four, Tenzing is the best. The value comes up in race eight, and with the Chris Waller trained Atlantic Ocean, who comes to Queensland after three runs in Sydney. Uh, form around him has been pretty good in those. Um, wasn't far off Wollombi over this trip. Two back, up, up and trip last start. Perhaps not as strong later, 1,550 metres. So back to 1,400 metres for this. Blinkers go on as well. I think he ticks a few boxes. Race eight, number three, Atlantic Ocean. Joel, any thoughts on Eagle Farm? 
No, nothing for me there, Bucks. All right. Well, we head out to the west where it's Bunbury Cup Day, but Bunbury is close to redevelopment, so they are having a double header at Ascot Saturday, Sunday. They've got some stakes races on Sunday as well. Um, the stakes races on Saturday, race seven, tab touch at Bunbury Stakes over 1,400 metres. Craig Hooper likes Creator to beat Gunmetal Grey, Burnia to survive, and last of the line, eight, nine, five, and one. And the Bunbury Cup is race eight. It's over 2,100 metres. And Hoops' best for the day comes up there. That's number six, Casino 17. It's a bit Black Shadow, No Apology, and Nerf Bosk. Six, four, three, and one. Hoops' value, race three, number four, Mac. Mac, earlier in the day across the Tasman, Joel, they're racing at Pukakoi and Trentham. Yeah, it's the second week of the uh, Auckland Cup Carnival. We've got uh, two Group 1s plus the Auckland Cup, which is a Group 2 these days. So it's a pretty strong card. Um, my best is race three, number one, seven. With this bloke, he's got the cash for us. His last couple of starts, he's off a bit of a freshen up, but he goes well that way. He's lightly raced. He puts himself on speed and gives a good kick. So he won in 75 grade last time out. The claim keeps him in quite well at the weights and, I think he can get to a higher level so and win again. And my value bet is in the first. Number 10, Privileged Son. Only raced a couple of times since contesting last year's New Zealand derby. Uh, first up run, he was pretty good. He finished fifth in a blanket finish, beaten less than a length. Gets to 2,100 quickly, second up. I think he's got more room for improvement than most of these and can kick us off bright and early uh, on the right note. And the other meeting is at Trentham. Uh, leading in towards their Oaks meeting in a couple of weeks. My best is race six, number two, McCann. Took a good one to get past him the other day. I thought it was a, a tough effort, raced on speed and gave plenty of cheek. And I think he'll be pretty hard to catch again. And my value is race eight, number one, King of Hearts. Oh, it was a hard watch first up, uh, 1,200 metres, got back to last and just never really got tested at all down the straight. So you can ignore that he finished eighth runs over the mile under his belt and it was never never too keen when they go 1200 straight to 1600 but he didn't have a long time off so I think he'll be alright and with a bit of luck he can break through Alrighty plenty of value in your wheel away winning post this week including full form for Echuca Cup Day, Stony Creek Cup Day and the first day of the Canberra Carnival on Sunday plus fields for everywhere else and we've also got fields for some of the Monday meetings notably uh, Adelaide Cup Day, and Dan, you're uh, pretty keen on one in the Cup itself, uh, with the caveat, I suppose, that we don't have barriers at this stage, mm. and there are 16 in it, so that could make a difference. But uh, tell us why Grand Promenade is poised to pick up the Cup. Yeah, really liked his run in key lead-up race, the Lord Reams Stakes at Morpherville. He was 1,800 up to 2,600 metres there. Um, had a nice run up on the speed. It's no match for the Cornella Lake. was only beaten... Um, 0.7 of a length, so it was right thereabouts on the line. We know he's going to appreciate the rise in trip. Of course, not much like in the Melbourne Cup last time over the distance, but um, very honest gelding. The, say honest, he's, he's generally thereabouts, but he hasn't won in sort of a year and a half. That's that's a little query, but I, I liked enough. I liked and what I saw enough um, last start in the Lord Reams to suggest that. He'll be hard to beat in this. Uh, so, yeah, race seven, number two, Grand Promenade on top. Stars of Karam ran really well in that same race, um, running on into second. But he's, he's only won one of 37, so there's a bit of a query on uh, his winning form. But his last two efforts in Adelaide have been really good. Four, Aurora Symphony has won two on the bounce, Colac Cup and then the Launceston Cup. Um, both runs as preparation, so he's obviously going well. I've got the one, the classy person. In for fourth, two nine four one. All righty. Well, we are running out of time. There are some other stakes races on Monday at Morfordville, and uh, Dan's value bit comes up in one of those. The CS Hayes Memorial Cup race five, and that is number six, Bill Toro to beat En Francais, Dallasan, and Ironclad six eight two three. Uh, race six is the Matrice Stakes. It's also a listed race. Uh, over 1,200 metres, Stan likes Phil and I to be agreeable. Camel Passer and Mulvada, that's 11, 9, 1 and 7. And race 8 is the Morfordville Guineas over 1,600 metres for three-year-olds. Dan likes Dual Fuel to beat Easterly, 
dashing and thirsty guest, 13, 11, 1 and 3. Uh, there's also big racing, I might say, at Canberra. We've got a page of uh, form for that as well, a page of fields for that in your winning post. Um, that wraps up the preview section of the podcast, brings us to our best $20 bet of the week, Lazy Lobsters. Last week, for us, uh, Kundalini for Joel was scratched. Dan and I, no good. Um, Joel, what are you looking at this week? Yeah, I'm going to go to Rose Hill and uh, have me a lobster on Waterford, race nine, number 12. Uh, Flemington for me, race three, number one, revolutionary miss. And I'm going to go to Flemington as well. And I am going to go back to my tried and true formula of uh, one that's going to be fairly short, but that I do like early on the card. And that is race one, number four, shock them over. Uh, Have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, Don't forget to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. As I mentioned, all the form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday and uh, a bit of Monday material as well. And also all your favourite features and plenty of good reading. Besides, uh, it is in shops first thing Friday morning for six bucks and it is online as we speak to you for five. Have a great long weekend. Back plenty of winners. We'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.